Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash, baby. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are investigating the D, tenacious D. <laughs> Flying free tenaciously. Yes, that's right. Skinny dipping in a sea of D. Will has been going on a Tenacious D journey recently, reacquainting yeah. himself with the catalog. Mm -hmm. I did that, I think, last summer. <laughs> um, For seemingly no reason. Mine was spurred on by, like, I couldn't, I, I've see, been seeing Jack Black everywhere. Yeah, because of Mario. Because of Mario. He was in the Mario movie. He cameoed on The Mandalorian. Oh, right. Uh -huh. Just like he was popping up in my feed constantly. Yeah. And I used to listen to Tenacious D a lot. Yeah. Um, but hadn't for years. Yep. And so I was saying to you, like, I, I think I'm experiencing a Jack Black assance, like a little yes. renaissance. Uh, and I, I think I might check out Tenacious D and I don't know how it's aged or anything. And you were mm -hmm. like, oh, I did that last year. Yeah. <laughs> Which like spurred by what? Ryan put on the pick of destiny. That's all oh, it was. Okay. He was like looking for things on like, you know, HBO Max or whatever. It was just cruising the comedy movies yeah. and put on the pick of destiny. And that was all that it took. Okay. Yeah. I, I have now, I, I have to say like, there are some times where we've done shows where I'm like, man, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff for this. Right. Yeah. Like when we did the, the, the scream TV series, I would watch an entire, we both did obviously, but right. watch an entire season of a show just to do one episode. Yeah. I think I did more. <laughs> I think I did more. I saw you tweet about how you did a ton of research for this. I think I've watched every single Tenacious D release. Incredible. That, that has been made to date. You're the exact right person to be doing this episode then. This deep dive into I guess, the D. I get the deep dive into the D. Yeah. So why are we doing this? One, because we're we're hooked on it at the moment. Yeah, we felt like it. But also it's this like rock lore notion. Like one of the big jokes of Tenacious D is that it's all about like metal being, you know, demonic and, and yeah. Satan being involved in rock and roll. Right. So that's where it kind of crosses paths with guides to the unknown subject subject matter. Yeah. Subject matter. It's an excuse. It's a folkloric, jokey excuse. But it's there fun. is admittedly a ton, a ton of stuff yeah. in the tenacious D like, you know, backstory about them encountering Sasquatch yes. or them running into the devil and fighting Satan. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're going to talk about all of that stuff. It's almost like when we did our Seinfeld episode. Yeah. And it's like, it's a great show. And here are the things of it that happen to dip a toe into guide to the unknown realms. Yeah. We'll talk about those things. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I am going to talk about a little bit of the Tenacious D origins mm -hmm. and their first album, self-titled from 2001. And then Will is going to take us through the pick of destiny. Yep. And I guess some other stuff. Yeah. As much stuff as you can stomach. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I, uh, can we start classic guide to the unknown? Of course. What, what's your history with Tenacious D? You know, I remember the Wonder Boy video coming on MTV. I think it was like it like debuted on TRL or yeah. something. And I was like, I don't understand what this is. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Because it's not quite jokey enough to totally understand that this is like a comedic band. Mm -hmm. It was just sort of weird. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what this is. And I'm not interested. This seems strange. Oh, really? 
Yeah, pretty much. And then the video for Tribute came out right after that. And I was like, oh, this is funny and I get this. Yes. And then I decided that I liked them and like got the album. I remember I listened to the self-titled album like a million bajillion times at like my friend's house. Like it was such a thing. I think we were around the exact right age. Yeah. For Tenacious D. Mm -hmm. It was it was what, 2000, 2001? 2001. All right. So I'm 15, you're 18. Yep. We are in a great sweet spot for that sense of humor. Yeah, definitely. And for it to be brand new. Yes. And really nothing else like this existed. No, like now it's kind of commonplace. And there was a time where it got played out. Like we all kind of as a culture and we were wrong. We We all kind of as a culture turned our backs on Jack Black. We were like, this is too much. We've had it. It wasn't even his fault. We were incorrect. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, it was not his fault. Hollywood, when mm-hmm. Hollywood sunk their teeth into Jack Black, you could sense them start to be like, this movie uh, has a character that we need a Jack Black type for. For sure. And so other actors had to do Jack Black stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, I'm sick of that voice. Yeah, totally. And that's Black's... his voice. So then you were yeah. inherently kind of sick of him too. Yes. But then at a certain point. But he point, had the purity. Absolutely. Because when it's true, authentic Jack Black. It shines through. It shines through. But when you have to, and I hate to besmirch the fallen, Mm -hmm. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What is that movie? Along Came Polly. Yes. Where he's like. He's basically just being like, all right, skadoosh. Yeah, right. Like, he's just like saying like the most like annoying (laughs) shit. It's so weird. It's irritating. Because also he's such a good actor and a serious actor. Like, I think he's been a little funny here and there, but he hasn't been the comic relief in a rom-com traditionally. So he's like sidling up to, I think, Ben Stiller. Is that who's in the long game? I think so, yeah. And being like... I sharted. And also it's presented like we You're right. As, that, there was a big shart scene in it's that. It's presented like we as a nation had not heard of sharting before. Right. And like they were introducing it to us because he's like, I sharted. I farted and a little bit of shit came out. And we were like, yeah, we know what Riddle sharting is. Do. Yeah, like, right. oh God. Yes. Miserable. So it, right. It wasn't really Jack Black's fault, but we all got very sick of that kind of guy. And unfortunately he was that kind of guy. So we inherently became sick of him for a time. But then I think we all, if not most of us realized, I think it was only a few years that were dark. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, wait a second. This guy rules. He's amazing. He's so funny. He seems so nice in real life. Seems like a good person. Incredibly likable. Oh, yeah. Always all in. And I think that we all now appreciate him for that and like revere him for that once again. He's once again on the throne. And it's been bizarre to see like my daughter be really into Bowser. Uh Uh-huh. Which is like she's into Jack Black at two years old. (laughs) Like it's it's very weird. It's really weird. I, I was telling How you how Jack Blackie is Bowser. Oh, he's pretty. It's his voice, obviously, but he's is he, he being like Hurr. he's gonna rule the world? Like you can <laughs> you can sense you can sense all the faces that he's making. He's the best. Yeah, he's he's terrific. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, have you ever seen? Sorry, <laughs> um, have you ever seen this tweet? I think it only came out like I don't know a few months ago or something. But somebody tweeted Jack Black is the only entertainer we have and that we've ever had and it was just a clip of him on jimmy fallon playing a plastic oh um, the saxophone yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny he's he takes out a little pl- and i think they do this on tour as well yeah it's a saxophone it's a child's <laughs> like a play school saxophone and right. he says he's gonna play it 
and he makes a whole big show mm-hmm. about like prepping the reed yes it's for so it and like funny. wiping it off and getting his mouth ready like you see saxophone players like sort of like lick their lips and like, <laughs> like my brother-in-law plays the saxophone uh but then he just puts his mouth on and hits a few buttons and it comes out like but he dances around it's outstanding he's going hard he goes down to the roots and he's like the roots really are playing. like bopping it and stuff yes. it's He's great. Yep. And God <laughs> so, damn, his time is just great too because he's he's you know, he's prepping the sacks of boom and he's going, All right, one, two, yeah, no. three, boom, one, <laughs> two, three, motherfucker. Yep. And then he goes into playing and it's just like the rhythms of this person are inhumanly funny he's and incredible. enjoyable. It's like he was grown in a lab. <laughs> I know. I didn't click on it and watch it, but I saw um a youtube video that said does jack black have perfect pitch and oh. i was like you know what i believe it oh yeah i don't need to know <laughs> sure. i'm sure he does i'm sure it'll be enjoyable to watch but i was like of course he does yes he's just fantastic outstandingly funny so and also kyle gas is hilarious too he just has the more like backseat personality he does but he's funny as hell he is an incredibly funny performer yeah. a, a very skilled musician obviously yes quite he's classically trained on the guitar i learned a few things about them as a duo mm-hmm. that almost made me cry Aww. today that's nice um i uh, maybe i'll get into it later but there's like also like a very heartwarming well, core yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. so i found out i literally found out this morning yeah. that there was a, a sort of documentary on audible about them yeah they, they i think they produced it themselves but it's sort of like drop the veneer let's tell the actual story about where we came from how this all came together how we landed on this sense of humor mm-hmm. how our career has developed it's called <laughs> it's called the road to redunction uh-huh. And it's on Audible. I'd never heard of this. Yeah. And I have been researching this stuff for like a week. Right. So I listened to it. There's there's a song on um one of their most recent albums, Rise of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, called The Ballad of Hollywood Jack and the Rage Cage. Yeah. And it's like a Bruce Springsteen-esque like, this is the ballad of Hollywood Jack and the Rage Cage. Uh-huh. He's being very gravelly. And it is all about how they got along. Then Hollywood Jack uh, made millions of uh, dollars and made even more millions. And Cage was left alone off the stage, yeah. going slowly insane. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, find, and then Jack Hollywood Jack finds out that the Rage Cage is struggling, and boards a jet to fly all night through the rain, and begs doctors to use the tools of their trade. Mm-hmm. to save the rage cage because don't you understand he and i are one in the same yeah and it's all about the rage cage being bitter that hollywood jack has left him behind i had no idea that that is uh, you can you can listen to that song and it's really well written it's not a funny tenacious d mm-hmm. song which is weird um i had no idea that it was genuinely based on real life yeah. There was a period of time uh, where uh, they had an intervention for Kyle Gass um, and uh, Jack Black booked a private jet to basically roll out a red carpet to get him to rehab. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Kyle Gass started to like lose. He was in a, a, a manic state. Yeah. And like thought that like part of this was like maybe being recorded for a show or something. And so in the song, uh, I thought it was a gag on rehab to be like, Kyle Gass went completely insane. Mm -hmm. But like, he struggled. Yeah. And Jack Black did everything he could to get him right and make sure I'm not leaving you behind. And it was genuinely based on this like, 
understandable imposter syndrome, you know, jealousy thing of Jack Black being a juggernaut Mm -hmm. and Kyle Gass sort of being forgotten. Yeah. But, and this documentary, The Road to Redunction, like a big thing is like at the end, Jack Black being like, no, Tenacious D until I die. Tenacious D until you die. Mm -hmm. And like, you can sense how much love they have for each other and how authentically they wrote a song that was about uh, resentments that genuinely bubbled up between them yeah and how important it was for them to work together to get through it mm-hmm. and get kyle to be okay yeah and i was like i was kind of blown away by that yeah today. it's really I, sweet i would recommend people listen to it i know like, i'll have to listen to that i had read about this stuff that you're talking you about. knew this i mm-hmm. had no idea because i i had heard that song and i was like this feels like this sort of like uh rock and roll folklore type yeah, stuff yeah. like this easily could be a parody of like what would happen what would happen that yeah. kyle gas would be uh bitter and go insane while jack black's in the spotlight mm-hmm. i've seen people make jokes like that yeah uh but it was it was based on a kernel of truth that they extrapolated to extremes in the song yeah but it was like that's a very honest song about the two of them mm-hmm. and so it's so funny because like the rest of their music is about embellishing real life right but taking it so far <laughs> that it's like let's talk about the history of tenacious d mm-hmm. we ride with kings on mighty steeds yeah right you know and this and they battled beelzebub they battle beelzebub or beelzeboss beelzeboss he's yeah. the devil he loves metal right <laughs> um so i don't know i found that very heartwarming and it also yeah. frankly no it's interesting we'll get the sad stuff out of the way it mm-hmm. hit at a time where like I'm paying a lot of attention to things you sent me today just mm-hmm. about Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, he's got a story in People Magazine as of recording today about his mental health struggles and trying to get better. And and the anxiety of sharing your story with people mm-hmm. is what if they make fun of you or tear you down. Yeah. Um, but so uh, he's been seeking uh, help. John Mulaney has a new special, mm-hmm. a Watch tremendous that. portion of which is about going to rehab and struggling with uh, – sobriety and your friends confronting you mm-hmm. as we're recording right now bam margera oh man is still on the run from police mm-hmm. he punched his brother in the face threatened his dad they called the cops and he ran away into the woods yep and has not been found yet yeah um and steve-o uh notably is another person who like went through a tremendous amount of uh struggle with uh addiction and and seems to have like really pulled out and is on like a a big you know self-care mental health wellness you know trend which is outstanding yeah totally but so i don't know i i found out about this tenacious d stuff at a time where it's like a lot of people that i have watched for decades Mm -hmm. i guess john mulaney i've been less aware for that long but like it's interesting to see people that made you laugh that long ago open up about like no you know we all it's it's part of the the veneer of of creating stuff to seem like you're you are confident mm-hmm. and have it all together but like everybody is struggling to oh, some yeah. degree you know and uh, you know i i'm i was very impressed by that story and honestly like it, i genuinely almost just burst into tears listening to it today yeah. in a heart thankfully in a heartwarmingly positive mm-hmm. way but i did not expect tenacious d right. to bring me there yeah, I mean, I know it's it's a really sad thing, but I mean, it is heartwarming because he 
flew to him to try to take care of him. Yes. It's a big deal. And I just want to say, you and I have those struggles. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show. We've definitely talked about it on the show, but if somebody hasn't heard, like, I don't know, Will and I both take medication. I just had to juggle my medications to find a better cocktail. Uh-huh. I'm doing EMDR therapy. Like, there's a whole... Th- people all kinds of people have all kinds of things going on yes i i would say probably at least once a week i question whether or not i should quit everything mm-hmm. just like hang it all up yeah. uh, no joke yeah and uh you know it's probably not good <laughs> but like well, it's but sort of it's part of life. the rhythm of like trying to live creating stuff that hopefully makes people happier entertained and feeling like maybe you're failing mm-hmm. is is you have a reaction that's just like well then Fuck it. Yeah. Like, hang it all up until mm-hmm. you remember how much you love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I was sort of, I was sort of blindsided by that. Right. Yeah, I would think. And honestly, like, like you said, like, I think everybody sort of like fell out of love with Jack Black for a while. And I certainly have had that with like all of these creators only to mm-hmm. now, you know, in my thirties be like, oh wait, like it's sort of more nuanced and interesting uh there's like this whole thing about like parasocial relationships yeah you know where like people on social media will insert themselves into a celebrity's life mm-hmm. and weird this actually has been happening with bam where people are like free bam oh, and it's like no bam seems like he's struggling yeah and needs help he doesn't need his audience to to say you're right yeah, they're to all against him. you what are you doing yeah you do not know this man mm-hmm. um i uh uh it's interesting to like watch these celebrities and entertainers uh, come clean about what they've been fighting against and be like, oh, the times that I haven't liked you, it's now almost, it is parasocial. It is almost like when you have a, a loved one in your life and you're like, I've seen you be bad. Mm-hmm. I've seen you be good. And I love you for all of it. Yeah. Right. Like I love you in spite of the things that you've done that I disagree with. Like, mm-hmm. Even if I don't always love everything you make, I can appreciate you. I can appreciate these entertainers. Yeah. And like I I feel like it gives you more of a of an understanding and sympathy for the human condition. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is maybe getting older and a little bit of a maturity thing. Probably. Like the people who were like super fans of Jack Black and then got kind of sick of it were probably ballpark our ages-ish. It's probably like teens early 20s people yeah. and they're like Ugh, you're annoying and then we get a little bit older and we're like yeah but you don't have to like throw the baby out with the bathwater. absolutely you know absolutely and, like and, there was just a period where it got to be a little too much yep and then you can go back and find some stasis with and it. no one is all one thing anyway right you know it's it's just interesting to see other sides mm-hmm. but um yeah i also just to get back to like let's get back to the joy sure because we're gonna get into the, like the the badass metal stuff now. right i remember <laughs> I remember being in class and I had some teacher that would let us watch MTV. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I, I have no recollection. Was it like Humanities or whatever? No. Mrs. Koning? Oh, Did man. you ever have her? Uh, no, I think she left right before I came in. And then Ugh, I had Mr. Townsend. I loved her. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, boy. I'm forgetting someone's name that I'm trying to remember. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. I had great teachers. Yeah. But so, no, I had this class and they would let us watch uh, MTV. And Wonder Boy came on and it was like, uh, I was like, what is this? Because <laughs> it was talky. Like yeah. he talks for a lot of that song. And it's that Jack Black smarm. Yeah. It was like, you know, how about the power to kill a yak <laughs> right. 200 yards away? And just like, what? Yeah. This is a song? Uh-huh. And the video is like some Lord of the Rings epic climbing like a snow-capped mountain. Right. 
And I didn't understand that it was funny. I understood that it was like emotional. Because yeah, the way I, that he sings I couldn't Wonder get a Boy, beat on it. There's like a gentle quality to his voice. It's wistful. It's like, to me, it was like finding out like there was like a single from a Broadway play <laughs> yeah, on yeah. MTV. And I loved it it oh yeah loved it and then when tribute came out i i realized how funny it was and i loved it even more mm -hmm. and then just like you i listened to it ad nauseum yeah i've even sung tenacious d songs on stage mm -hmm. in front of an audience for what uh i don't remember if this was i think they made me come back to the high school after i graduated for a show mm -hmm. and i didn't know what to do so i sang wonder boy well it was was it to pass your crown on yeah it was to pass on my crown will won mr ebhs he was a pageant boy and then he had to <laughs> pass his crown on to the next person <laughs> i was a pageant boy it was yeah. mr east brunswick high school that's right uh, and i won so mm -hmm. i won the crown and then uh, they want you to pass the crown on. Yeah. So uh, I came back and I won by being funny. Mm -hmm. So I came back and I don't I don't play the guitar or anything. So I had them bring me a guitar and I played Wonder Boy to the best of my ability and acted. I acted as if I had given. Did you try to learn how to play Wonder Boy? No, or, oh, you're miming. I didn't miming. I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't even miming. I was playing. Oh. I was strumming a guitar and it sounded like shit. Yeah, I would imagine. While I sang Wonder Boy and then I just acted like I had given them the biggest gift. Was there a backing track? No. Oh, was yeah. it really weird? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and then I gave the next guy the crown and I think I even pronounced his name wrong by mistake. William. Which I feel... <laughs> <laughs> felt very it's guilty okay. about what are you gonna do uh but uh no there was a period of time in high school where i was uh very much appreciated for uh yeah will was the man just doing whatever he I was wanted. extremely popular so uh yeah but like that that it is it is that i i loved tenacious mm. d yeah and then i fell away for decades yeah totally well not really decades probably yeah i guess maybe yeah. i don't know yeah I, I've not really listened to Tenacious D. <laughs> Probably. I didn't <laughs> I guess listen. That's true. I listened yeah. to that one album and I saw the movie. Yeah, I guess 2001 is decades ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Same then. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm back. <laughs> oh, I'm back, baby. I'm back. It's like I'm 17 again. Woo. Okay. So let's talk about kind of where they came from. So the band was sort of spawned from their show, Tenacious D, which aired on HBO between 1997 and 2000. It was six episodes, six episodes that stretched all of that time. <laughs> yeah. Three years. Yeah. And the way it's aired now on HBO Max, mm -hmm. each episode's 15 minutes long. So they clump them together. Right. So technically... <clears throat> there were three episodes. <laughs> it's like one. They aired one a year. Right. Basically. Like it was like a holiday special. So bizarre. So strange. Um, so it was full of stuff that became kind of their signature later is acoustic stylings that they played like it was arena rock bravado calling themselves the greatest band on earth and badass traditionally metal topics like demons and doing it and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that led to that 2001 album titled tenacious D. And by the way, the band name comes from something that the sports announcer Marv Albert said. <laughs> Once. I guess he was talking about defense. Yes. And he was like, that's a tenacious D instead of a tenacious defense, I guess. Oh, really? I don't <laughs> okay. know. Yeah. All right. And they just like thought that was really funny just or something. Yeah. yeah. So here's how they, this is crazy how they were able to record this album. Jack Black, because when this happened, he was like a working actor already. Mm -hmm. So he worked with Neil Diamond on the movie Saving Silverman. 
And I guess between, you know, scenes or something like that, mentioned his band and that they wanted to record. And Neil Diamond offered him his studio for them to record the album in. What? So that's what they did. That's weird. It's really weird and really nice. Like, just this, like, weird dude from Saving Silverman who's like, yeah, all the nachos are together. It counts as one nacho. <laughs> Neil Diamond saw that and was like, this guy, I'd like him to use my studio. Feel free. Yeah. That's very weird. Seems like a nice fellow. When did Sa Saving Silverman came out before the album? <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, so the producers, the Dust Brothers, who I remember, like, from that era produced it and dave grohl offered to play on a couple of songs but then ended up doing almost the whole album because yeah. he was just like having fun this yeah. is wild stuff they, they it's so crazy that this is all pre first album yes i heard i don't know how they met dave grohl or the dust brothers or any of that because they've sure. been part of this scene for like a decade I, prior i know i just don't know the actual but they just played shows right yeah. right it's cuckoo so i read a 20 year anniversary retrospective interview from variety which is from a couple of years ago and i just wanted to share this anecdote because it leads to something funny uh the interview shared a couple of reviews from the time with uh jack black and kyle gas so time magazine said black and gas set themselves up as buffoons with titles like karate schnitzel then proceed to defy expectations with precise guitars polished vocal harmonies and slamming backup musicians the Independent said the album was full of, quote, swearing and, and scat scatology and was, quote, bereft of even the slightest skid mark of humor. Wait a minute. Ber wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who, whose review is that? The Independent. So they're, they're criticizing the humor. Yes. But they themselves use a poop joke. Right. Because not only do they say that it's it, it's full of scatology, mm -hmm. which sounds like, can you like study that? Like you don't that? like it. Yeah. Can you be like a professor of scatology? Oh, my God. My scatology professor. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Came Maybe. over and he's been in the bathroom for a while. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, an avenue for me to explore. Maybe. So, mm -hmm. so they ding them for their scatology. Right. But then they say it's bereft of even a skid mark of humor. Correct. So I'm sorry. Is our poop jokes bad Do or good? we like them or we don't? Okay, and now here's really why I included this. This is what Jack Blood Black said in response to that. Oh, great. Oh, man, you saved the worst for last. That is rough. I got offered a role in a movie called Johnny Skidmarks. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> I said that weird. I got offered a role in a movie called Johnny Skidmarks. I still said it weird. Wow. I actually really liked the script. Francis McDormand was in it. I did it, but the first day on the set, I said, guys, I'm really excited to be here, but this is just a working title, right? They were like, what's wrong with the title? I said, well, it means shit stain. They didn't listen to me. They called it Johnny Skidmarks, and it skidmarked its way straight to the DVD bin. Wait, it's not about a poop man? No, it's not. I, I looked it up, and I don't remember what I found. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. That's why it's in the bin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the album cover for the self-titled album has Jack Black and Kyle Gass as hoofed goat creatures from the waist down standing on a pentagram yeah. and they're in chains in front of a huge Satan. The album was removed from the shelves of some stores because of its satanic themes. God, that's awesome. That's what you want. Absolutely. I mean, you want to make the sales. Certainly. But, but for to the reputation that... to be like, oh, we were banned from some retailers, that works in their favor beautifully. With Without question. Yeah, yeah to have that kind of key cachet that bad boy cachet so i decided to go through the album 
pick out songs that have sort of, you know, themes that are a little bit devilish or whatever. Yes. And tell you about the plot of them and then pick out some some key lyrics. Okay. To discuss. So first we're going to talk about tribute. Yes. Of course. This is the big one. This is the big one. This became, I would say, like the breakout hit probably Absolutely. of the album. Now, William, did you find anything about Johnny Skidmark? I did. I, I was on? trying is not to interrupt, but it is worth mentioning Please. real quick. Johnny Skidmark's... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this is real. I've never heard of this. I hadn't either. It is a 1998 mystery drama. With that, that name, I swear to God, I thought it was like a bubble boy type comedy. Definitely. I thought it was like a Joe Dirt. Johnny Skidmark's. No. Yes. From Google. A crime photographer, Peter Gallagher, involved in blackmail, becomes nervous when associates start to die. Does he become nervous and shit his pants? That's why it's called Johnny Skidmarks? <laughs> that's, that's how nervous he is. The, John Lithgow's John in it? John Lithgow is in it. Uh, the cover art is a body, a chalk outline, outline of a body with blood all around it. There should be, should be shit yes. shooting out of the bottom. Yes. But the tagline on or the poster. Or just a schmear on the... On the chalk outline. <laughs> the the tagline is, when you shoot corpses for a living, you don't expect to become one. Johnny Skidmarks. Oh my God. We're watching this. Yeah. I would I would totally watch Johnny Skidmarks. I gotta see Plus it. Plus it's a mystery. Plus Jack Black is in it. Yeah. He's also in uh, The Jackal with Bruce Willis. He's in a lot of weird things where- Bruce you know, Willis yeah. shoots him. Uh-huh. And his arm explodes into like tenderly meat and he's screaming and crying. And I remember dad put it on. Mm -hmm. I was watching with him and I was like, that's Jack Black. <gasps> that's Jack Black. Like it was it was horrifying. It was, it was like nauseating. He is also, of course, and I know I still know what you did last summer. Yes. So he he dips a toe in our world quite frequently. He does, and mocked. Yes. For uh, his portrayal in that film, in the movie Scary Movie. Wrongly. Wrongly. They go, ooh, I wanted to kill that fat white Jamaican guy. Oh, shut up. It was Jack Black. Shut the whole up, time. Scary Movie. We just didn't know. Hmm. All right, so here is the plot of the song Tribute. Here's what's going down here. Jack and Kyle were hitchhiking when they came across the devil, who told them that if they didn't play the best song in the world, he would eat their souls. Determined, Jables and Rage Cage looked at each other and started playing. This is how I wrote my notes, too. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so the song Tribute doesn't actually sound anything like the song they played to the devil on that day. It's a new song merely written in Tribute, of mm -hmm. course. They don't remember the song that defeated the devil. Right. So they just have to, like, whip something up about it. So uh, here are the standout lyrics. And this is R.E., the song that they played for the devil. Needless to say, the beast was stunned. A whip crack went his whippy tail, and the beast was done. He asked us, be you angels? And we said, nay, we are but men. Okay. Fan theory. From me. They don't state why they're not actually just playing the song that defeated the demon, but I assume that some sort of magic occurred that prohibits them from playing it other than that one time, oh. or perhaps just remembering the original song so there's a it, devil mind wipe or something you know they didn't organically forget some sort of right ethereal godlike magic makes mm -hmm. it so that that Either power it, is incapable of being captured on a yes, second time yes it was only that one time that one oh. place that this legendary song could have been played right uh, in the music video, it's them acting this stuff out with Dave Grohl unrecognizable as the devil. Yes. And when you didn't know that at first, and when people found that out, we were like, oh, what? What? They're friends. Yeah. yeah. Very fun. Hell yeah. 
Okay, Wonder Boy. This song tells the story of a young hero with supernatural powers, it seems like maybe in medieval times, and his adversary, Young Nasty Man. <laughs> Having the same kind of powers, they eventually join forces and... What? Form a band called Tenacious D. It's Kyle and Jack. Standout lyrics. High above the mucky muck castle made of clouds, there sits Wonder Boy sitting oh so proudly. Not much to say when you're high above the mucky muck. Now we jump forward a little bit. Now it's time for me to tell you about young Nasty Man, arch rival and nemesis of Wonder Boy, with powers comparable to Wonder Boy. What powers, you ask? I don't know. How about the power of flight? That do anything for you? That's levitation, Holmes. How about the power to kill a yak from 200 yards away with mind bullets? That's telekinesis, Kyle. How about the power to move you? And then it, it does move me. Yeah, no, it's great. It, his voice is beautiful. Yes, it is. No, he, his voice is gorgeous. Um, now, just to, to sort of sew that up. Oh, take my hand, young nasty man, and we'll fly. Bring out your broadsword. There's the hydra. Slice his throat and grab his scroat. You take the high road. I'll take the lair. Uh, there, the crevasse. Fill it. Go for it. With your mighty juice. So like, you're on MTV. I couldn't. I could not figure out what I was looking at. I felt the same way. You I came away positive, though, and I was just. I don't even know if I finished the whole video on first watching. I was just like, "What the hell's going on?" I thought. I'm not kidding. I just thought it was beautiful. <laughs> That's nice. I didn't know. I I knew it was funny. Yeah. I didn't know that it was the point was that the whole thing is. It's like even hilarious that it sounds beautiful. Right. You know right. what I mean? Totally. It just sounded melodic. No, it does and sound beautiful. To me. I know. Um, so this is a sweeping epic of a song, and the video was kind of the same, as we mentioned. And uh, I wrote down all the things I already said about how I didn't get it, and then Tribute came out. Yeah. Okay. Explosivo. Yes. I think this is just kind of a plotless exploration of joy and things that are rad and badass. In fact, one of the lyrics is, what's the name of the song? Explosivo. Don't know what it's about, but it's good. <laughs> yes. It's a fast-paced shorty that packs a punch. Standout lyrics? We are fueled by Satan. Yes, we're schooled by Satan. Fueled by Satan. Right in those tasty riffs just as fast as we can. Schooled by Satan. We were the inventors of the cosmic astral code. We've come to blow you away. We've come to blow your nose. <laughs> I am not one of you. I come from an ancient time. I am known as the kicker of elves. I am also known as the angel crusher. Explosivo. Uh, the angel crusher. <laughs> yeah, I know. That awesome. genuinely sounds... It's both stupid... Yeah. But it also does sound like something that could be in the Bible somewhere. Yeah. Right? Like they speak of the angel crusher. Right. You're yeah. like, oh God, who was that? Exactly. They 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 have such a great way of describing supernatural demonic stuff. I know. I like their vocabulary a lot. I do too. And I also I looked up like what is the deal? What are the origins of like heavy metal being so into like Satan yeah. and medieval stuff and everything? Mm -hmm. And what Reddit told me, what Reddit surmised and made sense to me, is that a lot of nerds ended up being metal people yeah. because they're both kind of like fringy sort of things. They're not like the popular jock thing. And so the two met and it was just kind of a, a they made beautiful music And together. nerds like evil stuff? Or like Dungeons Sometimes, and Dragons Sometimes, yeah, like Dungeons, type. Dun Dungeons okay. and Dragons type nerds, fantasy nerds, yeah. you know, Hobbit nerds. So a lot of like, you know, hellscapes where you see some sort of like a winged yeah. 
demon yeah, dragon lava spouts and, exactly yeah. having to throw a ring into a pit of fire or whatever the eye yeah. sore on right so it all it makes sense to me so now I we'll do just know sorry to interrupt i do know that on an episode of tell him steve dave mm-hmm. the lead singer of monster magnet dave windorf why if we talked about this so much but go ahead I talked about, yeah you're right <laughs> but dave windorf makes mention of like being into metal and the lore and stuff and he talks about how guitars have six strings because the devil has six fingers. That's awesome. The six-fingered that hand does of ring Satan a bell. can play a six-string. Yeah. And like that's Tell like, that to Garth Brooks on SNL. Oh, the devil can't write no love song, according <laughs> yeah. to Mr. Brooks. Oh, Bing, God. bat on the highway, on the, the byway, Mr. Mr. Robotron. Robotron. All right, that sucks. Does everybody <laughs> know the is... Garth Brooks devil can't write a love song sketch, which is both great and ends horribly ends terribly worst ending to any sketch ever. it's just kind of like a showcase for him to sing a little ditty oh boy miserable. Yeah. yep um okay so we're gonna end the uh demonic references on the self-titled album with the song dio this is about ronnie james dio an 80s rocker who used a lot of fantasy imagery in his songwriting it's a plea to dio to tor- to pass the torch to jables and kg with assurances that they'll make sure he's taken care of standout lyrics Dio has rocked for a long, long time. Now it's time to pass the torch. He has songs of will to be sin angels. He has soared on the wings of a demon. Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash, baby. Dio, time to go. You must give your cape and scepter to me and a smaller one for KG. Why? Oh, then it's me. Okay, never mind. I'm done. <laughs> the whole the whole notion that Jack Black is like I know the big one and then the big just one like, and Kyle Gass is the little one. He gets the scraps. Kyle Gass is about. Eight to ten years older than Jack Black and taught Jack Black how to play guitar. And the entire (laughs) bravado of Tenacious D being that Kyle has to basically like sit at the kids table is insanely funny. It's amazing. It's so goddamn funny. So, Will, let's move on to... We've talked about them for a long time. To the Pick of Destiny? I'm just enjoying myself. I was just going to say to talk about the Pick of Destiny. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I I guess... Well, here's the thing. Because we we have to. We Mm -hmm. have to. It's not even up to me. We've got bosses that are breathing down our neck. Oh, yeah. And that is why I am bound by contract to remind you all of the Jersey Devil Fable Festival. Yes. Coming up, what, like next week? Yep. This is insane. I know. Friday, May 5th, 7.30 p.m., Kristen and I are at the film festival itself. Mm -hmm. We've got screeners. We're going to watch them. We're going to talk about them. The filmmakers are going to be there. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. But whatever. The main event happens the next day Mm -hmm. saturday may 6th Kristen and i have a table in asbury park new jersey uh from 12 to 6 you can see us you can come by you can shake our hands take a pin take a sticker yeah at three o'clock you get your asses in gear because we are doing our first in-person live show in years Kristen and i are going to be doing an episode of guide to the unknown in front of attendees of the Jersey Devil Fable Festival. I bought a new dress for it, so show up. Did you? I did. I needed something lightweight because I schwitz. Oh, understood. Okay. We're going to be outside? Come on. So make sure you stop by Asbury Park, New Jersey at the uh, Paranormal Books and Curiosities shop. Head to jerseydevilfest.com for details at GTTU pod. Stay in the loop. I'm sure we'll be posting stuff. Yeah. Uh, Also head to patreon.com slash GTTU pod if you're enjoying this episode. That you're guaranteed to like the stuff that we're doing over on Patreon because yes. we are every single week 
posting episodes of a completely second podcast, which is so much fun to do where we watch clips. Uh, we react to uh, like we play video games and react to weird horror stuff. And mm -hmm. we talk about new movies like Evil Dead Rise. Yep. This most recent episode was our full conversation. It starts spoiler-free with our thoughts, so you don't have to worry if you haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. And then we go whole hog and say everything that pops into our, our dainty little heads. That's right. Patreon.com has different tiers. Find the one that fits you. You're guaranteed to get so many shows, depending on which tier you pick. There's so much there to unlock. Yeah. Um, and I also uh, have two other things I want to say personally, if you don't mind. Of course. I just released a new story. On themythtraveler.com, I've decided to uh, kick things into gear. I'd been dancing around with a series I started last year called uh, Elder Things, mm -hmm. which is sort of like a Stranger Things, but with old people, um, uh, which is a jokey premise, but it stopped being so much a joke. I just, it's great. It's turning into a story that I've had in my mind for no joke, like a decade. Mm -hmm. I know where this, the story is going. I'm going to be posting chapters every single week. Themythtraveler.com. And also, uh, on Tuesday... I'll have an episode of Tell Him Steve Dave that yeah. I've been working on. It is called Will Rogers Radio Theater. It is going to be on the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon. It is so goddamn funny. Um, I've it's been awesome. editing it. Uh, uh, it is still making me laugh. When you edit, you listen to things about a thousand times. Yep. Still making me laugh. You're going to love it. That's uh, awesome. So that is uh, patreon.com slash... <laughs> <laughs> tell him Steve Dave. I don't know. I'll, I'll post it. If you it. Google tell him Steve Dave Patreon, it'll come up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. So check that out. Yeah. Will Rogers Radio Theater. My name's in the title. There's a little cartoon of me that Walt Flanagan made. Amazing. Super, super fun. So go check that out. That's so awesome. And uh, there you go. So let's talk more uh, Tenacious D, which yeah. is why we're all here. That's right. It's the reason for the season. In 2006, they made a movie. That movie is Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Mm-hmm. This movie is two things jammed together. <laughs> One, it is the origin of the band Tenacious D, starting with Jack Black's humble beginnings in Kickapoo, Missouri, <laughs> where a child actor plays young JB and is... Like a scene stealing. Incredible. Is one of the greatest child performers maybe in the world. He's the best. Now, before you talk about that, I just want to harken back to what you were talking about before with a little bit of um, conflict or like not super happiness on Kyle Gass's part. They were supposed to make this movie before Jack Black made School of Rock. Oh. And they ended up putting it back, the production. Is that right? For him to make School of Rock. And, uh, so, like, Kyle was feeling kind of bent out of shape about that and bummed out a little bit because they were supposed to do this cool thing together. And then Jack Black got crazy famous off of School of Rock. Yeah. And then they were hoping that this was going to be huge as a follow-up, not only because it would just be a fun movie, but because Jack Black was so, like, famous by this point and it was not well-loved. It made $8 million. Right. Like, so, total, I think. Mm -hmm. like it did not do well Did we see this in theaters together? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. They got, you know, 11 of my bucks. Yeah, they got me. I was mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, but I think I only saw it the once, I will say. I, I well, I've now seen it twice. Now I've yes. seen it twice. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so young young JB uh, was born to a religious family. Religious through and through. Of course. Uh, but yeah, there was a black sheep. Uh, and he sang this song in front of his family. <laughs> 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 he pops out in front of his family. He pops out. His father's played by Meatloaf. Yeah. But he's a very devout religious father in this movie. And young JB sings the following song. Oh, the dragon's balls were blazing as I stepped into his cave. 
Then I sliced his fudging cockles with my long and shiny blade. Twas I who fudged the dragon. Fudge a lie, sing fudge a loo. And if you try to fudge with me, then I shall fudge you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his father gets mad at him, yep. hits him with a belt. So young JB is feeling lost and so alone. But thankfully, a poster of Ronnie James Dio mm-hmm. comes to life. And Dio speaks a prophecy to young Jack Black. <laughs> In the city of fallen angels, where the ocean meets the sand, you will form a strong alliance and the world's most awesome band. To find your fame and fortune through the valley you must walk. You will face your inner demons. Now go, my son, and rock. Mm-hmm. Jack Black ran away from his house that night. That's right. And he ran across the entire country trying to make his way to Hollywood. He stopped at, like, Hollywood, Georgia, then Hollywood, <laughs> you know, New Jersey. They have, like, a little map that shows and his trajectory. This yeah. overweight kid running, yeah. <laughs> like, green screened onto the map. The kid is now on the Goldbergs. Oh, really? He's one of the main characters on the Goldbergs. Good for him. Yeah. So he he ends up in uh, the West Coast where he meets Kyle Gass in Venice Beach. Kyle Gass is busking Mm -hmm. uh, and he is playing classic rock on a guitar. And this is where the song Classico comes in, which accidentally started playing when we were listening to classical music in the car to try to calm down baby Zoe. Uh, And some of the lyrics are, can't you see he's the man? Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. If you think it's time to fudge and rock and fudge and roll out of control. And I was like, Allie, I don't. And she was like, no, what's wrong? And I was like, then you know it's time to rock and you try to suck my fudge and blah. Yeah. I was like, we should turn this off. We should turn this off now, I think, for the child's (laughs) sake. Um KG agrees to train him somewhat reluctantly. Hilarity ensues. Of course. This is where the movie becomes a stoner yeah. comedy yeah. with like stoner in bold italics. Yes. This is like about like smoking bongs <laughs> and taking a rip. They book, I'll, Let me just put it this way. They become high. <laughs> In this film. Yeah, there's some like dude where's my car s hijinks i would imagine they become i've never seen dude where's my car they become stoned yeah um and this is has never been my favorite kind of movie <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> um so it slows down for me oddly they do talk a lot about wanting to watch the show in search of bigfoot uh-huh and that will that is set up and comes back later yeah <laughs> which is unusual um maybe that was ripped from real life sort of is i have the <laughs> craziest story to tell you about yeah. that um but to get there some of the hbo show elements start getting worked in in the hbo show they always perform at an open mic night paul f Tompkins is always the host Mm -hmm. that happens here they go to an open mic night paul f Tompkins is the host and he's like all right come on guys like you got to write some other songs yeah blah 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 and they try to figure out what are we missing that other great bands have and kyle gas notices they all have the same pick yeah i took note it's 35 minutes into the movie before they talk about the pick of destiny, <laughs> which I think it's a little long. It's a little long. I'm remembering now that I had a similar movie watching experience as you. I was very hyped on it when I first started watching it, like last year or whatever. And yeah. I remember being like, huh, okay. I, I'm happy to watch that. Yeah, me too. But, but I re- think of I this drooped movie, a little bit. It becomes the movie I think it is trying to be like a third of the way through. Yeah. Um, it becomes an Indiana Jones type parody where they're right, learning they're about on a quest, a legendary MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and they go on a quest to to capture it. Right. So 
here is the legend of the pick of destiny because they go to a guitar center to try to just buy one. Yeah. But then Ben Stiller uh, playing a mutton chopped, like somewhat sparse Afroed <laughs> employee. Ben Stiller is so funny. He's here's another person who I think we forget sometimes. He's wonderful because he's, he's not really in funny. as much stuff lately. Yeah. He used to be absolutely humongous. Ben Stiller and anything is so goddamn funny. <laughs> I love him. He's great. I, I absolutely love him. So Ben Stiller uh, takes them into like a back closet where he gives a Raiders of the Ark-esque lore dump yeah. about the pick of destiny. He speaks of his first encounter with it. Uh, he was a guitar tech. One night in New Jersey, he saw a guitarist shredding licks, quote, way beyond his capabilities. <laughs> it was the pick. At the end of the show, not knowing what he had, he flicked the guitar pick into the audience and a kid named Eddie caught it. Eddie Van Halen. He goes on. <laughs> I start researching it. Turns out this thing goes way deeper than I could have imagined. Way deeper. Back to the dark ages. I moved to Rome, quit my job, <laughs> learned Latin. I gained the trust of the night librarian at the Vatican, <laughs> a gentleman named Salvatore Papadillo. <laughs> he, turned, he turned me on to some shit you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Salvatore Papadillo. When they first ask, so when funny. they first ask about trying to get a pick like this, he goes, "Whatever Papa Dilla told you it was a lie." <laughs> a meaningless, just a funny name, oh, just God. a funny name. It's so so funny. he brings out, he goes, "Check this out. It's an ancient scroll, all in Latin. I translated it. Took me six years." And he tells the origin of the Pick of Destiny. Mm -hmm. Long ago, a dark wizard used his black magic to summon Satan himself, Satanus. That's Latin for Satan, he says. A horrific battle ensued, but the great demon was far too powerful. Depicted on screen is like a little cartoon of a demon summoning snakes to attack the blacksmith. Mm -hmm. Or to attack the wizard. Luckily, a blacksmith heard the beast's roars. The blacksmith comes to the wizard's help. He hurls a hammer. It hits the devil in the tooth and knocks off a fang. Uh, he says, fudge, you chipped my tooth. I'm not complete. And then the wizard uh, cries out an incantation. Talk about evil dead. Yeah. Right? Klaatu True. Venison, <laughs> Romanibus, Donek, Denau, Completosis. From whence you came, you shall <laughs> remain right. until you are complete again. The demon is drawn back into the fires of hell, and the dark wizard was totally stoked to be alive. With a long drawn his hash pipe, the wizard divide, and this is where I'm like, are people in the audience really being like, oh, the wizard's smoking weed? I don't know. I, do people love this? And I, I I've always, I, know. I know I, I must be in the minority of this kind of thing. I don't know. I, I don't think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> or like really, I don't know. Maybe like, occasionally it could be funny or something. I just something, picture like, like, do they think like two guys in the movie theater like high five? I know. Because <laughs> they're the, talking about weed. The cartoon wizard takes a long drawn as hash pipe. So he devises a plan to repay the blacksmith. The blacksmith loved a fair maiden. To gain her affection, he would need a true master skill. And so the wizard fashioned the demon's tooth into a pick that would make the blacksmith play only the most masterful of metal melodies on his lute, thereby winning the heart of the maiden he loved. The secret of the pick died with the blacksmith. And then poof. All of a sudden, it reappears in the American South at the turn of the century in Robert Johnson's fingers. Spawns mm, the we birth talked about of him on the show. Yeah. That's right. It was in the um, urban legends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It spawns the birth of the blues and rock and roll. The pick is a tiny part of the beast, so it has supernatural qualities. 
supernatural. Natural. It's like a whole other level above super. Yeah. Uh, he then reveals the last known location of the pick is likely in the Rock and Roll History Museum, an impenetrable fortress. <laughs> he urges them to forget the pick. There's no cheese at the end of that tunnel. But they're up to the challenge. Of course they are. Next part of the movie, the heist. Mm -hmm. How are they going to break in? And this is like Indiana Jones trying to get into some, you know, booby trap laden temple. Right. So this this stuff I'm down with. I would yeah. watch Tenacious D go on some other big mission mm -hmm. to to try to get some other, you know, demonic rock and roll of relic. Course. That's fine with me. So yeah. they travel to the Rock and Roll History Museum. They argue. They briefly break up. This is evidently partly based on real life, I think, uh -huh. because in the, the Audible thing I listened to, Kyle Gass got a girlfriend at one point and the band fell apart in the 90s. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> I think. Really funny. A frightening man with one leg, played by Tim Robbins. Okay. Friends with Kyle Gass because they were in the actors gang together. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, explains to Jack Black that he had once tried to break into the Rock and Roll History Museum only to lose his leg under a closing security gate. He gives Jack Black the key to entering the museum. Jack Black's on the toilet during this. Of course. Uh, uh, Kyle Gass goes off to party with the ladies. Walking to the museum, Jack Black e is hungry, so he sits down and he eats a handful of mushrooms, mm -hmm. unaware uh -oh. of the, the psychoactive effects. And he begins to hallucinate uh, seeing Bigfoot walk by and then imagines that Bigfoot is his father and he's the baby. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I started to write down, why is Sasquatch involved? Because <laughs> he's he, like, pops up on the HBO show as well. Yeah. Like, years earlier, and, like, I, I, so I... I guess they just love Sasquatch. No. Oh. It's more than that, and it's way weirder than you think. Okay. Sasquatch in this movie is played by John C. Riley. Oh, right, okay. Who is hilarious. Yep. Um, it turns out, they tell this story in The Road to Redunction on Audible, John C. Riley got in on the ground floor with Tenacious D. Yeah. He saw them in the 90s, before there was an album, before there was anything, and he loved them. Mm -hmm. And they became friends, and John C. Riley evidently had this habit. He would dress up like Sasquatch and run around Silver Lake trying not to be seen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because his theory was, you know, Sasquatch doesn't want to be seen. Right. So maybe somebody would accident. He, if he tries not to be seen, somebody might see part of him uh -huh. and a legend might be born. Yeah. Tenacious D loved that thing that John C. Riley claimed to really do. Right. And started working him into their live shows. <laughs> And that's, that's why amazing. he's in the movie. Because yeah. this is just something that John C. Riley used to do. Weird. Dress like Sasquatch and try not to be seen. <laughs> Which it's is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, they they get back together. They they do break into the Rock and Roll History Museum. There are booby traps. Jack Black has to dance around lasers and then deactivate them with his wiener. Mm -hmm. They get the pick. They get out. And my favorite scene that I always remembered, even from my first viewing happens when they yeah. leave john c Riley is there waiting for them because he basically just used them uh -huh. to get in so that he could get the pick back ah. and uh he confronts them and he says give me the pick or i'll stab you and they say no we will not give you the pick and he goes very well he's got one leg he can't really move very well he goes then come over here i'm going to stab you <laughs> and kyle gas goes what and jack black just goes no no. I'm not coming over there. <laughs> and they realize that they can probably outrun him, and they just yeah. walk away. <laughs> and he's funny. like, what? Get back here. And the police show up, and they think that he robbed the history museum. Yeah. 
Uh, and he goes, you'll have to catch me first. And he starts hobbling away. And a police officer comes up and just takes him by the arm, like grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wanders him away. He's like, damn it. I always love that. Best it again. Come over here. I'm going to stab you. Yeah. No, we're not coming over there. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> it's great. Uh, all right. They have a big chase. They escape into the sewers. When they resurface, they're at the open mic night. Yeah, perfect. All right. But going in to finally use their pick to, to become the greatest band of all time, like all these legends who use the pick of destiny, they argue over who gets to use it. Ah. And the pick splits in half. Oh, my God. Paul F. Tompkins, the host, comes outside and sees the pick broken on the ground. And he says, guys, you don't need some pick to be the greatest band. You don't need some magic of Satan. Satan's inside all of us. That's right. He's inside of you. He's inside of me. He's what makes us not want to go to work, exercise, or tell the truth. Explains that Satan, Satan lives here. That's nice. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. They're convinced that they can play the show without the pick, and they go inside while Paul F. Tompkins picks up the two pieces and relishes the moment. Uh-huh. A little too much, maybe. Tenacious D realizes they could probably each use half the pick. Yeah. And they come back outside just in time to see Paul F. Tompkins transform. My God. Into Satan. Into Beelzebos. Mm-hmm. There's a big uh, duel where uh, they, they say, you know, basically the devil's like, I'm complete now. Yeah. I'm going to destroy everything. I'll start with the two of you. Right. And Jack Black says, no, we challenge you to a rock off. If we win, you must take your sorry ass back to hell. Mm-hmm. And also you will have to pay our rent. Yeah. A lot of the Tenacious D video stuff is all about them trying to pay their rent. That's right. Uh, and then he goes, but what if I win? Then you can take Cage back to hell. <laughs> so Jack Black offers Kyle Gass to the devil. Yeah. Uh, and then they. <laughs> and Kyle's like, what the hell? And he's like, it's the only way. It's the only way. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Uh, so they have their rock off. Uh, and the, the devil uh, says, I'm the devil. I love metal. Um, check this. Look, it's really tasty. Mm-hmm. I'm the devil. I can do what I want. Whatever I've got, I'm going to flaunt. There's never been a rock off that I've ever lost. Um, I can't wait to take Cage back to hell. I'm going to fill him with my hot demon gel. Right. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> all right. All right. Now it's Tenacious D's turn. Um, it, but Kyle Gass is concerned that maybe they, they. They're in over their heads. Yes. There's just no way that we can win. <laughs> that was a masterpiece. Yeah. He rocks too hard because he's not a mortal man. Yeah. But Jack Black convinces him that they have to try. Right. And they do. And they write a devil destroyer. Mm-hmm. Hey, Antichrista, Beelzebos, we know your weakness, our rocket sauce. We rock the Casbah and blow your mind. We will defeat you for all mankind. You hold the scepter, we hold the key. You are the devil, we are the D. That's right. And with the power of their incredible music, they win the rock off. Yeah. But unlike tribute, the devil is not destroyed. The devil doesn't play fair, Kristen. No. And he says, oh, screw it. All right, Cage, you're coming with me. Mm -hmm. And he shoots a bolt of fire at Kyle Gass that Jack Black dives in front of. It ricochets off his guitar and rebounds upon the caster, severing one (laughs) of the devil's horns. 
So he's no longer complete. He's no longer complete. And Jack Black thinks fast, clutching the horn. He recites the words, (laughs) from whence you came, you shall remain until you are complete again. No, the devil gets sucked into a portal and his final words echo out, I'll get you tenacious D. Yep. So tenacious D. They didn't get to play the open mic night. No. They don't have the pick of destiny. But they go home knowing that they saved the world. Unfortunately, Absolutely. they can't remember the song. Well, So know. in some sense, this film yes. is the, the whole movie has been an origin for mm-hmm. the song tribute. Yep. Which is interesting. Yeah. But kind of. Co- only kind of. Yeah. Right? Because they're, they're not hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. No. Yeah. And they didn't defeat the devil with that song. Right. Because the devil decided, screw it, I did lose, but I'm still going to take I'm just a little cheater. There are two, or it's like Evil Dead where the continuity is a little bit messy. Or Twin Peaks. It could be explained in in the future. Yeah. You know, (laughs) who's to say? Um, But um, they are sitting down to, quote, lay down a fresh, tasty jam when JB asks Rage Cage to bust out the B.O.D., the bong of destiny. Oh. They smoke marijuana. I not remember that. From the devil's horn and blow out sparkly green smoke, hitting record and presumably making history as the greatest band on earth as credits roll. And perhaps the album they're making is the album that you just described. Yes, perhaps. Which is very conversational and, yep. and, and, and talks about how they do need to pay rent and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know. Did you stick through the credits when you uh, watched it? I don't last year. I don't remember. Because there is a post-credit so. scene. Uh still trying to record uh uh KG farts and <laughs> JB asks to listen back to the tape. Uh, no, I don't think that I heard that. So that might be setting up what a loss. So that might be setting something up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, but that'll come back. Uh except the movie did uh, very, very poorly. Right. So and, and what would come next uh was an album Rise of the Phoenix, which is the comeback story mm-hmm. album, which is actually really good, but I didn't listen to when it first came out. Yeah. And then I want to make a recommendation. They made something just a few years ago called Post-Apocalypto. Yeah, yeah, It's awesome. Which is, an, did you watch this? Did you, mm-hmm. you, we watched it together. You and who? You and me? Yeah. I showed you some of it. Oh. It's like well, a very long thing. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so you, you still have work to do. <laughs> yeah. You still have some work to do. Apparently. But it is another sort of like, it, it does feel like it could almost be a sequel to The Pick of Destiny. Yeah. Not in terms of theme. There's no like other MacGuffin relic. That's like movie-ish They kind do of thing. go on a big grandiose adventure. Yeah. The only difference is that it's animated uh, one drawing at a time mm-hmm. drawn by Jack Black and there's no... Technically, it's not animated. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's a series of still images with them talking and it's singing on top of it. It's illustrated. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's like watching a comic book somehow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it is very funny. Yeah. Uh, it does involve robots. Um, there is a s- Jack Black's son. Uh, <laughs> time travels from the future and is an old man. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and and uh, also they fight Donald Trump Jr., who I believe the entire time is depicted as being naked from the waist down. <laughs> um, so that's post-apocalypto. 
And uh, right now, uh, they're still going strong, Kristen. Yeah. It turns out Tenacious D is touring mm -hmm. right now. Yep. Uh, one of their opening acts is a performer I saw on Instagram called Steel Beans. Great. He plays the guitar and drums and sings simultaneously. He's a one-man band. Like Bert from Mary Poppins. Yes, he's very much a modern Bert from Mary Poppins. That's I do think awesome. that there's a full other band, I guess depending on the song, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But uh, the point is, the 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 D go, goes on. They're still rocking. They're still they also rocking. came out with a line of fiber bars, if anybody <laughs> needs a little bit more of that in their diet. Fiber delish. Uh <laughs> um, evidently, uh, they are one wipers, it's advertised <laughs> yeah, as. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, yep. So, so yeah, there you go. So they're fine. Yeah, they're doing they're good. They're doing great. <laughs> well, Will, thank you very much for going on that journey with thank me. Thank you, Kristen. There's even more. Oh, believe, I know. Believe it or not, there's more I'm not talking to you about right now. I will hold on to it for a future episode of Unused Research. I will. I'll, I'll, let me just give you a, a, a... Nope. Nope. Hold on to it. They met. Nope. They met him. They met at Abraham Lincoln. What? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's an adventure for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, as Will said, we're going to be at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival coming up in real time just next week. Yep. It's May 5th and 6th. May 6th is our live show. And you can go to JerseyDevilFest.com to find out more information about it. And it's free. You can just show up. Walk around, see a bunch of awesome vendors, and also see us. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, totally. You can also visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash gttupod. You can check out Will's work at themythtraveler.com. And you can find both of us on social media. I am at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at the Myth Traveler. So you know what? We're going to see you on Monday for a new Netherworld Dispatch. Yeah. Then on, uh, on Tuesday, I'm going to have a new Elder Things and... Uh, uh, tell him Steve Dave mm -hmm. Will Rogers Radio Theater dropping yeah. and then we've got the Devil Fable Fest oh we got so much good stuff in the works everybody Absolutely. so join the ecosystem mm -hmm. have some fun at GTTU pod yeah uh, alright everybody we'll see you next week for uh, more mythical hard rocking stuff oh yeah uh, but until then amigos <laughs> we must travel back to the netherworld go we Yeah. <laughs>